everyone have a safer? Yeah? Okay, so Pasha's Vayishlach. It's a short little term, but it's packed. Pasha Vayishlach was in the English calendar November 25th, 1939. November 25th, 1939. So Yaakov Avinu is wrestling with the Malach. V'yoy m'shalcheni ki ola ha'shachar, v'yoy m'aloi ha'shalechecha ki imbarachtani. It's a very vague posik, the pshat, who's talking, who's asking, so the simple, the simplest Mahalach is that is that the Malach or this strange person that's wrestling with Yaakov is asking Yaakov to let him go because Allah HaShachar it's the morning and Yaakov says I'm not going to let you go unless you give me a bracha why is it that Yaakov needs so badly, wants so badly, that the Sarah of Esav, that this Malach of Esav should give him a bracha? What does he need a bracha from the Sarah of Esav? What is the Malach asking and what's your name? Him the Malach doesn't know Yaakov Inu's name. Why is he asking him his name? Of a Maisi Ovis similar banim. Everything, of course, that the Ovis went through is a similar banim of what we have to go through, and they were trying to be piled for us. Everything they, they did was having us in mind. And after Yaakov met with this Malach and was fighting with him, and he was injured, and the Malach wanted to go. Omer Yaakov, Yaakov says to the Malach, Now remember, this battle between Yaakov and the Sarshal Esav is a similar bond of, of what we're going to have difficulties over the years over all the years of Golas all the Tsaris, all the Melchamas so after this after this battle is finished and Yaakov is hurt and the Malach now wants to go Omar Yaakov Ha'im Kazois Ye'or Levanai is this, Yaakov Inu is, is wondering, is this what my children are going to go through? Is this what's going to be with them? <speaking in Hebrew> that after they go through all kinds of tsaris and they're hurting and they're injured, they're wounded. <speaking in Hebrew> that will be the end of the story, that's the Yeshua? that their enemies don't destroy them, don't annihilate them, that's the Yeshua. In other words, they were 
beaten and hurt and all that we've suffered and we're barely able to survive and we're limping away like Yaakov was. That's the, so Yaakov is asking now, that's it? Now we're finished? That's the end of the, that's the, end of the, of the match? You walk away and I'm, and I'm injured, I'm broken? That's the end of it? That's what's going to be with my children? You're telling me that they're going to survive, they're somehow going to be victorious in some way, and they're going to make their way through all of the tsaras, all of the fights, and so on. And the end of the story is the Yeshua is going to be in such a way, you're going to walk, you're going to walk away, and I'm going to limp away. That's, when, that's what's going to be with my children. And the big Yeshua is that you didn't destroy me, meaning the big issue is that my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren are not going to be annihilated, they're not going to be destroyed, that's the big Yeshua. Will I not flu be a dayhem? That my, that my children will not, that my children will not be destroyed by you, taken by you? And then they're just going to go back to the way it was before. The way that it was, the way that it was before the fight, before the wrestling match. You're going to go back to your place, the Sarashal Esav, and I'm going to go back to my place, and We'll make believe nothing happened, that's it. I'm limping. I'm injured. I'm grateful that I'm alive. I'm happy that I'm alive. So does this foretell what's going to be with my grandchildren? With my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren through the years of Gaulas? That after all that they've been through, and all of the tsaras, when they go through a tsara, that the Yeshua from the tsara means that they're just going to go back to their miserable lives, limping and injured and broken. So he says, like Cain, Yaakovina says, no way. We're not, I'm not done with you. Yaakovina says, I'm not done with you. We're not finished. I'm not letting you go until you give me a bracha. What does that mean? What is, of course, is a, a cry to Hashem. That after we go through Yisurim at the hands of our enemies, after we go through suffering at the hands of our, of our enemies, Yeshim Hashem Yeshua Hashem will save us. Not only that we'll survive. So now we're not going to have our source anymore. Meaning, We're just going to go back home. Going back home for them <clears throat> would mean the continuation of Godless and the continuation of suffering. So Yaakov, you know, can't be civil that. He understood that this battle between him and the Sarashalaisov is what B'nai Yisrael are going to be going through in Godless. And he can't be civil, he can't accept 
that, conclu- that the conclusion of the match is so, like status quo. You leave, and then what? There's no big Yeshua? Oh, the big Yeshua is that, that I, I'm alive? That's the Yeshua? I'm alive. I'm limping. I'm alive. That's the big Yeshua? So he says, no, that's, that's not, you're not leaving. He says to the Malach, you're not leaving unless you give me a bracha. And the bracha means it's not enough that we just are somehow rescued and that the Nazis didn't destroy us. Or whoever the enemy is at the time didn't destroy us. That's not, that's not the end of the story. They were actually Ispatru Mitzaris Seyim What, they were popped from the Tsaris? That's the Yeshua? So the Yeshua is that we weren't destroyed. That's the Yeshua. So Yaakov says, I'm not letting you get away with that. Ki There's got to be something more. Ki imberachtani. Now, v'hine noidesh esaru shalaysev. Then we know that the sar shalaysev, this malach of Esav, that is the embodiment of Esav, the whole people of Esav, who has Samuel Samach Mem Aleph Lamed? Ula Osid Tesrache Kamem Mimedu Shu Bechinas Mavis or Bila Hamavis Lanetzach. Now every Malach, of course, is carrying out Hashem's will. Yaakovinu's Taina, his argument, according to the Rebbe, is not with the Malach per se; it's with the one who sent the Malach. That and, and Yaakovinu is saying is that I don't consider it to be a Yeshua if the Yeshua just means that we survive and then we're back to where things were before. The Yeshua's got to be something much better than that. That's not a Yeshua. Just not to die. Who put us into that situation to begin with that we're about to die? And now you took us out of the situation, so now we're not dead. That's the Yeshua. So the Malach of Esav... Is, is the name of that Malach is Samach Mem Aleph Lamed. Lo'asid Tisrachek HaMem Mimenu The Mem will be taken away at the end of time when, when there will no longer be death and suffering. The Mem will be taken away. The Mem, of course, is Mavis, is death. When Mashiach will come, the time will come where there will no longer be a Malcham Abbas, there will no longer be death. When you take the Mem out of its name, then, the, then Samuel is Samach Aleph Lamid. The Gematria Havaya Ad Adnus, which is the Gematria 91, Yud Kevavke, Aleph Dalad Nun Yud. And the Malach of Esav will be restored to its glory of being not the Malach Amavis, not the Malach of Esav, but Malach Kodesh ben Soimailah, a great Malach ben Soimailah among the Malach. So Omolai, so the Malach asks Yaakov, he hears what Yaakov is saying. Yaakov says, I want the bracha. Don't tell me, don't, don't just walk away from me after all of this. So, so the Malach asks, 
What's your name? The Yom Yaakov. Now the Malach, of course, knows his name. So Yaakov says, Vayemi Yaakov, Heishiv Loya Malach, Hina Hashem Yaakov, Hushiyodo Echezes Ba'akev Esav. Listen to what an amazing thing the Rebbe says here. Now the name Yaakov, of course, means Akiv, which is the heel, and that's the way that they were born. As is brought down in footnote 2, Rachre Chain, Yotza Ochiv, Yodo Echezes Ba'akev Esav, so, so, when they were born, baby Yaakov is holding on to the heel of Esav. And his name is Yaakov. So, the Malach says to Yaakov this, Heishev lo Amalach, your name is Yaakov. Heishev lo Amalach. Hine Hashem Yaakov who shiyado echezes ba'akev Esav. The name Yaakov that you call yourself by, that you're known by, your name, means that the heel of Esav is stomping upon your head. That you're holding on to the heel. You're holding on to the heel of your brother. And all of the Yeshuas and all of the Yeshuas come in such a way till now they come in such a way where you are holding on to the heel of your brother which means that you become free from the heel that has been stomping upon you and kicking you and beating you. And you call yourself Yaakov. And as long as that's the only name that you have, then what you're davening for in the future is that in the future, Sha'acha Tzara Tova HaYeshua, that all you can imagine is that after the Tzara there will be a Yeshua. That you'll be saved and rescued and maybe life will get better after the Tzara, after the Yeshua. But the Malach says, no, 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 there's much, there's much more than that that's waiting for you. There is no need for that. There's no need for you to continue to live that way of Yaakov where your brother's heel is on your head. Like Jews who are already hiding in bunkers, Jews are hiding in basements, and they have to hear the Nazis, the Bnei Esav, stomping on the floor on top, not knowing if they're going to come down and find them. Enough of that. From now on, your name is going to be Yisrael. That from now on, Hashem should give you the power to overpower the angels of Esau. In other words, not just to get beaten and to be limping and to somehow to survive. Yisrael are the letters Li Reish. Yisrael means 
v'sarisa, like the Malach says. It's the lotion of being a sar, of being a master, of being in charge. So let's put all of this together. Obviously, you all know where the Rebbe is coming from, why he's saying this to the people he's saying it to. Yaakov Avinu is fighting with the Malach of Esav. Yaakov Avinu survives. He's injured, he survives. The Malach turns and starts walking away. And Yaakov says, you're not going anywhere. Because that's not the end. It can't be that the end is just survival. So we didn't get killed. We're just beaten and hurt. That's the end? That's the whole Yeshua? So then the Malach asks him, no, what, what's your name? So he says, Yaakov. So the Malach says, in that state of Yaakov, all you could ask for and all you could expect is to constantly be holding on to the heel of Esau that's stomping upon your head, that's kicking you in the head. That's the best that you could ask for. And to somehow manage and to somehow survive that kicking of the head. But from now on, I give you a bracha that you will be called Yisrael. And Yisrael means Shayeshuas Tavoin Lochab Bereish Visarisa. That you from now on you have the ability not just to survive in the fight that you have with the Kaychus of Ra, but that from the outset you should be able to overpower the Kaych of Ra. It's not, it's not just to get beaten and to somehow survive, but Visarisa, to be a sire. That's the bracha that Yaakov got from the Malach of Esau. Yisrael, Li Reish. Not to just somehow make it through and at the end to get in a good punch, but to walk away limping. but to overpower the side of Ra. To overpower the side of Ra, Li Reish. Not to be at the, at the heel anymore, but to be at the Reish, to be on top. Li Reish, Yisrael. And then he ends there, and he says, V'oid Ramaz Hamalach And then the Malach then the Malach hints to Yaakov Avinu You have wrestled with God and with men and you have been able to meaning you have you've been victorious The Rebbe says Sarisa's Malach and Sarisa is a lotion of Sar, which means a lotion of a master, of a lord. Mikoidem Sarisa, Vacharkach Vatuchal. Gam Koidem Vatuchal. Gam Kishahoyut Sarisecha Rabbis Maoid. Gam Kain Sarisa. Lenofal Ruchacha Bekirbacha. Ragam Oz Hayisa Bekirbacha Sar. 
Who understands what the Rebbe just said? You get an extra 10 points on your final. What did the Rebbe just say? It's one sentence, but it's a, it's a knockout punch. Nochamol. Ki sarisa malakim v'manoshim v'tuchal. Sarisa is a lashon sar. Sar is a, a, a lord, a master. Mikoidim sarisa v'hakech v'tuchal. That's how the Pasuk goes. Sarisa malakim v'manoshim v'tuchal. Gam koidim v'tuchal. Gam kishohu yitzarasecha rabbis ma'od gam kein sarisa. Lonofal ruchacha bekirbucha rak gam oz. Hayisa bekirbucha sar. No, what's the Rebbe saying over here? Avi? Maybe he's saying that even until the issue comes, there should be like, you should feel that you're of status of a sar and that issue is on its, on its way and that Manus, like, you're waiting for it and you're, and not that Hashem Manus left you, but that you're, you're elevated after that sara to the level of a sar and, and, and royalty. Of you're onto it, you're onto it. Yeah, Avi's onto it. A little bit more. But that's the right mahalach. A little bit more. Yeah, Gabi? Not just... Not just... Okay, a, a little bit more. In the words. It's a little bit... The sentence is written a little bit funny. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the Ikka. The Ikka is Lashon Ovar. Kisarisa, not that you just became a Sar now because you were able to beat the Malach. Even when you were being beaten, you were a Sar. Yehagabi, not just the potential. The Emes, the Etzem, even when, they were, even when the Nazis were stomping on your head and even they were kicking you in the stomach and shooting your wives and children, and when all the stuff was going on, even Bishas Maisa, when they were laughing at you and stepping on you, and, this is, and you were the victims, and you were losing, and it looked like there was not going to be any victory, because it was before the Vatuchal. The Vatuchal is afterwards. That's what the Malach says. Ki sarisa melokim vimanoshim. Sarisa melokim sar. Mikoidem sarisa. You were always a sar. You never lost your dignity. You never ever lost your dignity. They're the animals. You never lost your dignity. Even when, even when they, even they dehumanized you, and, they, and, and, and because you, you had nothing, you, you were starving, so it looked like you were behaving like animals to try to get a piece of bread. Before the end, before the Yeshua, before the victory, before the survival, before the misery is over, in the past, gam koidem vatucha, gam kishahoyut sarusecha rabbis ma'oid. Even before the battle was decided, you already won the battle. You were the you were the winner all the time. Because even when you were mamish in the tzara. You held on and ruled over your spirit not to fall into despair, not to be misyayish, like Avi was saying. Not to be misyayish, you held on to. You held on to your, your inner kaychis, not to be misyayish, not to lose faith in God. You never allowed yourself to fall. Yeah, you were crawling on the ground. 
Yeah, he's stomping on your head. And you were beaten. And you were being beaten. But even Bashas Maisa, when that was happening to you, even during those most horrible times, you, always, you were always a sar. You were always nobility. You were always noble. You were always, you were always the winner. Even when, even when to the world it looked like you were losing, even into the eyes of the world, you were, you were the one that was, that was the loser. You were the one that was losing in the eyes of the world. But the Emes, all of that time, even when you were in such a matzav, you never ever lost hope. You never let yourself fall. You, you held yourself like a sar. Kisarisa, you were a sar, even during the bad times. Vatuchal, the Yeshua, the survival, that came afterwards. And the Rebbe saying to them, Hashem, we're going to survive. But you shouldn't think that even before their survival, before the victory, before the Yeshua, you shouldn't look at yourselves, God forbid, as animals. You shouldn't look at yourselves the way that the Nazis look at you. Kisarisa, all the time you were always a sar. You were always noble. You were always great. You always ruled over your spirit not to let yourself slip into, into yeyush, into despair. You always were a sar. It's, a, it's a, an unbelievable word. Yeah, you die. So even if in the, the eyes in the world we, we look down, we, uh, we look like we're, we're not following already, uh, what if in our own eyes we're already not following? Is he saying that the etzim, even if we ourselves feel totally not following, then we're still sarisa, then we're still... So the Rebbe's trying to give chizik to them. There's no vatuchal. If the sarisa doesn't come first, then there's no vatuchal. And you know what? That means that it means, as the Rebbe talks about in other pieces, that even if you physically survive, you could be spiritually broken. The chizik he's trying to give to them is that if you have it, don't fall. Don't fall. Don't be misyayish. Don't be misyayish. And then the Yeshua will come. Vatuchal. But if you're going to be misyayish now, during the tsar, if you're going to be misyayish, then even if we physically survive, we'll be, we'll, we will have lost. Will be finished. I think. I think that's what he's saying. It's hard. The, the the sentence is a little bit hard to make out, but, but that's what it sounds like the Rebbe's saying. You know, there was a thing with the Klausenberg Rebbe School and it was a famous thing when the Nazis in Machshavim came to Klausenberg. So they demanded that the that the uh, that the Rebbe be brought out. And the Rebbe himself walked out, and the, all of the Jews of Klosenberg, religious and non-religious, they were all standing around, and they were crying, because usually what the, what the Nazis would do is they would first take the Rebbe, the Rav, and they would torture him and so on. And, they, and the Klosenberg was standing there in the middle, and he had his head up, standing up tall. And, Mr. you heard this, it's in the book, The Year War, the, you know, on the Klosenberger. I read it first in Lashon but now it's in English, they have it. It's an amazing, amazing book. Got some of the stories of the Klosenberg during the Mulchama. So the Rebbe was standing up tall, and the German said to him, Hey, Rabbi, the Rabbi, which nation is the chosen nation? Which is the greatest nation in the world? Who are the chosen people of the world? He's making fun. And the Klosenberg Rebbe said, The Jewish people. The Nazi went crazy. And he took the back of his rifle and he whacked the Klosenberg Rebbe over the head. 
and everybody was screaming, and all of his teeth came out, and he fell on the floor, and it was like a pool of blood. And then the German picked him up, the Rebbe was covered with blood, and the German said, Hey, Rebina, you still think that the Jews are the chosen people? And the Klosenberger told him that as long as you're the ones that are doing the hitting, the beating, and we're the ones who are being beaten but believe in God, we're the chosen people. That's what he told him. And they were sure that he was going to just finish the Rebbe off, and he just he threw the Rebbe on the floor, and he, he, and he said, you're crazy, and he walked away the Nazi. It's in the book. He said, you're crazy. The chosen people. That's what the Rebbe was saying. Chosen people don't hurt innocent human beings, don't hurt anybody. You're the ones that are, you think you're the chosen people because you're, you're, you're beating up and killing innocent people. Kisarisa. So who is the who is the Tsar? There we have a a classic battle between the SS officer, whoever he was, some Nazi, and Lahavdal Elof Alfeyavdalus, the Tzaddik, the Klosenberger Rebbe. So we have a we have a battle between the two Kaiches. Is the Malchav Esav, Esav, and Yaakov, Yisrael. So the so the Klosenberger won. I, the German, walked away healthy and strong, and the Klosenberger was lying in his blood. But that's what they were saying, Kisarisa. Even when you're lying in your blood, you're so noble. You hear this, what he's saying? You're so noble. You're so chashiv, you're so great. Even during the Etzim Hatzar, you're filled with Amun. You didn't give up hope. Vatuchal. And that's the guarantee that in the end we're going to be victorious. That means that we're the chosen people. And the German walked away, and he went to have his, his uh, Fleischiger supper, whatever he ate there, and the, and the Rebbe is lying down on the floor in his blood, Kisarisa, and Vatucha. All of the time, you're always a Tsar. And the one who looks like a Tsar, the Tsar Shalaisa, is a behemoth, is an animal. And... and and the close of the Rebbe, he is the sire. Kisarisa. Kisarisa. That's what Rebbe saying. To give chizik to the people. But if chaz v'chalila, we lose faith, sharing a tzara. That's why I was, I, I was, uh, the past couple of weeks, when it was, all the stuff was going on in Israel, Hashem, it's a little bit better now, but, I mean, it's not Kivaldic, but it's a little bit better. But when the stuff was going on, so right away people start to talk, such use such lashonis of yeish, and it, it got me very upset. People start to say, oh, "Forget it. There's nothing we can do about this. There's nothing. There's, there's there's no way we can change this. What could you do? What could you do?" Like lashonis of yeish, we can't talk like that. It always has to be kisarisa. Jews always have to hold on to that. They always have to hold on to that because. Because when you hold on to that, it means that you're a sire. Because a sire is somebody who rules over his own spirit. You might not be able at this moment to rule over the over Esau. You might not this moment be able to rule over Haman. This moment you might be you might not be able to rule over the Nazi. But the one thing that you can always rule over is Yehush, is yourself, not to give up. That you could always rule over. That you could always be a sire. And the emesis, that's what Asar really is.
A sar is not someone who can beat somebody else up. A sar, a gibros, a is yitzra, is the one who's able to rule over himself. So when the Malach says, Kisarisa, to tell Yaakov, you know, that even when, even when, when you were in the middle of the tzar, the biggest brach, I, I, the, the best thing in the world I could tell you is that the same way that you had the koach to remain in that place of amuna and nobility during the tzara itself, I give a bracha that your children, that your enigloch, your great-grandchildren till the end of time, no matter what they go through, they should never ever lose control of themselves. That's the biggest bracha. They should always rule over themselves, to rule over themselves, not to lose themselves. A person has to remember that. Not to lose yourself, not to be misyayish, not to talk. Jews don't shouldn't use the shyness of yayush. Because once you start to be misyayish, then there's no vaserisa. And if there's no vaserisa, then what's the vatuchal? That's what I was saying before. So even if you survive, so what what survived? If you lost your spirit, if you lost your emunah, if you lost all your kaychas and nefesh, then so you survived. There were Jews that survived, but they came back. They survived. They, they were alive, but they came back without their amuna tzibroch. So were they victorious? Many of those people wished that they would have been killed. What did they survive for? But for those who were v'sarisa, even the ones who were killed survived because they didn't give up. So even if in the end they were attacked killed by our enemies, it was vatucha. And that's what, the, that's what the Klausenberger was saying to the Nazi. Who's the chosen people? Who's the chosen people? Bamis, who's the chosen people? That's what he was saying to him. So you're the chosen people. Because you're beating up helpless people. That makes you the chosen people. That makes you a sar. Oh, a sar is the one who's able to rule over himself, not to give up, not to be misyayish, not to lose his amuna. To be mischazik, till the, even even if it means God forbid that um, the Rebbe thought he was for sure the Rebbe thought he was going to get killed on the spot, but he was going to die as a sar, not as an evid, as a sar. This ruach is the ruach of Yisrael of Leroyish. That's what the Rebbe is saying. Yeah. Oh, good. Rosh Lee, that you are in control. That koach of Rosh is Lee. Is Lee. That's good. That koach to be, to be in control, to be the Rosh, to be in charge, to be that Lee, a person that's mine. Nobody else can take, nobody can take that away from me. I was having a conversation the other day with a very wonderful uh, a, a young lady, and she has... A lot of Agnes Nefesh. Just a lot of Agnes Nefesh. And she was telling me that she has terrible, terrible low self-esteem. So I said, did anything happen to you, Chassel Did something happen to you when you were younger? Or did somebody do something to you? What's the matter? She says, no, I have I just myself. Not, nothing bad ever happened to me. So I said, so who took away your esteem? Who took it away from you? She said, I guess I did. 
don't know. Not my parents. They're wonderful. I didn't have any bad experiences. I have beautiful parents. I had no bad things with teachers or anything like that. This is like self-induced. That's what's happening a lot in our generation. Both types. There, there are those, of course, who go through terrible service, and people tell them, sometimes parents, you're no good, you're no good, you're no good. A Rebbe says, you're no good, you're no good, you're no good, and you hear it a lot, and you, so you, know, you, you don't look at yourself. You look at yourself as a minutzach, as someone who's defeated. So if you, were, if you were treated that way when you were little, then you grow up, you could be mamish. You could, you could lose any srora, any... You could lose all of your godless, all of your nobility because of what people did to you. But then there's a different thing that's happening now. There's a lot like this. I see this a lot. But this girl, she, had a, she has a good life. So I said, so what's the matter? So why don't you have self-esteem? You're talented, you're pretty, you're smart. What's the matter? What's wrong? Nothing. I'm nothing. So why are you nothing? I said, you don't have to specify if there's any of error, some horrible sin. Have you committed some horrible sin? She says, no, Baruch Hashem, I don't do it. She's a nice girl, like an innocent to me was a good girl. So what is it? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm anything. I feel like I'm worthless. Such a thing that you see so much of this now. So what's going to be with the girl? The Shaviva Tuchal, Kisarisa. A Jew has to, a Jew has to be a Sar. Kisarisa. And then there's Vatuchal. Then you can accomplish anything in your life. But if you, but if you see yourself as, as, as nothing, I mean, how do you help such a person? What do you do for such a person? There are many, many books now that are written, and the Shiurim that are, that are given. You know Dr. Abraham Tversky, right? Uh, he's written like 70, 80 books. Can I, can I know he's a, you know, he's a, All of his books, all of his books, they take on, he has chastidious stories, he has about addiction, he has uh, all kinds of books. You know, the ones that he did on Charlie Brown and Peanuts. He's got all kinds of books. The, every single book is the same, you saw, which is self-esteem. That. All of the Levushim are all different, but the Nakuda Pnimis is always, don't be misyayish. And what was Rabbi Nachman saying? That's what we're learning. Givalt. Not to be misyayish. But it used to be that the main service were outside. But now, at the end of time, Hashem brought into the world such a thing where they're perfectly nice people, boys and girls. That, have, that everything is good. And then you say, what's wrong? I'm nobody, I'm nothing. Why? Why do you think that? Why do you think that you're nothing? What, what happened to you? Who took that away from you? I understand, sometimes it's taken away. That's what I was asking. But did someone take it away from you? He says, no, my, I love my parents. So I thought there was going to be some horrible story about a teacher or a rabbi or a boyfriend or something. No. So then what is it? I don't know. I don't know. Such a machla, such a sickness. Where Yidin are losing that feeling of being a sar. Before Hashem gave us, I'll get to you in a second, Yisrael. Before Hashem gave us the Torah, she said, he said to us, we recently schooled in the Kalvamim. 
What's the Hagdama that Hashem gave before Kabbalah Torah? Rashi, the Sfirna, they all say over there that it means Sarum and Chashuvim. The Jews are Sarum and Chashuvim. I'm giving you the Torah because you're Sarum and Chashuvim. The Muslims from say that what does it mean? Sarum and It means that Hashem is saying, listen to me. I can give you the Torah. But if you're going to look at yourselves like you're nothing, and that's how you're going to see yourselves, in your own eyes there's nothing, then the Torah's not going to work for you. It's not going to help you. Hashem didn't give the Torah to a bunch of Nebuchs. He gave the Torah to an Amsagula. What? Some of the Svarim? Then don't look that safer, then put it away. <laughs> That's the chizik. The, the, the rabbi's trying. The rabbi's trying to bring them out of that. But Gabi, the but Gabi, the oil was on the floor. Mamish, the oil was on the floor. You're saying that he should have said. No, I don't know. No, I mean, get up, with, get up with a gun and, and shoot him in the and shoot no, the guy in the head. No, no one's saying anything. But, but like today, this. We're not. Bo Hashem, so some years have passed, so seventy years have passed, and we hope that we have more of an ability, more of an ability to defend ourselves. There is something galuti about it. That's the matzah. Of... But the, the ticket out of Golis is that realization that I'm a sar, I'm a choshev. What does it mean? Golis crushes the spirit of a person, that he loses that feeling of chashivas. He loses that feeling of, of who he is in Hashem's eyes. He loses that feeling. He loses that sarara. In order to get out of Golis, we, we, we have to regain that. We have to have that back. You can live in Eretz Yisrael. You can still be a shnar, and still be a, and still, still be kareim mishtach. It doesn't mean exactly that. I know that's all I mean. That's how they give it over. Where's like Rabbeinu's stories where it's like, you're Ishi Israeli, he doesn't call you Ishi Israeli. That's what this name is, Yisrael. And the Rebbe is trying to empower the Jews in the massive that they're in. He's trying to be mechazik them. He's trying to be mechazik them. They, they were choking. But he's trying to give them life, he's trying to give them oxygen. When you're in that, when you're in a certain matzav, it's hard for us to be uh, hard for us. It's impossible for us to relate. Yeah, because when you're in that matzav, if you're going to talk to Jews about something that they that they can't possibly be bimasig, then you haven't got you haven't helped them. In other words, if you have somebody that he doesn't have anything to eat, and the chizik you give him is going to say, "Listen to me, Yankel, 
don't worry, you're going to be a millionaire. So he says, Shkoyach, a millionaire? I don't, I'm, I'm starving to death. Maybe you can get, maybe you can get me a, a pickle or something, or a tomato. He told me, a millionaire. The people were choking, and the Rebbe was trying to give them oxygen. And the oxygen that a Jew needs is the reminder that he's a sire. Even when, even when it's, even in the middle of the tsar, is there, a, is there a geula? Is there a different notion of geula? There is, and seventy years later, even now, it's hard for most Jews to talk the language of, of geula. It's hard. That's how. It, it, it's a, it, it is a serious problem. I, I agree hundred percent. It's a serious problem. But, but the Rebbe was talking talking about, he was, the Rebbe was already holding by Gula. He was in the same, he was in the same as, as Rabbi Nachman. He's in the same Medrash of Gula. But he understood very, very deeply what he needed to do at that moment. That's what he understood. But he's in the same Medrash of Gula. Of Gula. It's hard for us to understand such a thing. What the Rebbe was giving over here. Samish. But this you see now before Mashiach comes. Yes, Chakun. If the Rebbe is saying that um, even before, even before when you go into the Lazarus, you're inside, and what's, what's the need for the name change? Why did the Malach need to change Yaakov name to Yisrael? Why couldn't why can you just be enough to say you're inside? You're inside. Like, you, don't, you don't need, like, what, what's the need for, like, a physical and. So the Maya said, unlike Avram, but the Gemara says that now if you're not allowed to call him Av- Avram anymore. It has to be Avram. But Yaakov and Yisrael, Yaakov and Yisrael are still both names. So maybe the meaning is that even when you're in a matzav of Yaakov, in Metzias, you're in a matzav of Yaakov, which is Shiflas and Saras, a Sarahili Yaakov, the, the name Yisrael means that even during that time of Yaakov, your true identity is really Yisrael. The deepest identity is Yisrael. That's why you have both names, Yaakov and Yisrael. Because when you're feeling like an Akiv, you have to be mechazig yourself with the name Yisrael. To mechazig yourself with the name Yisrael. But this is a, this is a very big Nisayan now at the end of time. This, the Indian of, of, of Jews not, not having that not having that the Koyach of Yisrael inside of themselves and, 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 and feeling weak. And that's why we have, that's why Jews are making all kinds of concessions to and it's a cell to make concessions and to give in and to give in and to give in and to, and to handle with our enemies and to, it's all, it's all, that's, that's, that's all the, that's all from Golas, all the long years of Golas to try to pacify and to appease. I'm not saying I would know what to do if I was in that position. I wouldn't know what to do either. It's easy to talk when, when you don't have to make decisions. You know. well, we, could use, we could use another Menachem Begin, I think, that, that would be a good thing. Menachem Begin would be good to have. With Talos and Tfil. Which, at the end of his life, he, he was wearing, again, Talos and Tfil. But that Ruach of Menachem Begin, that Ruach of Menachem Begin that he wasn't afraid to say the truth, and he said it to everybody. And that's why they couldn't—they couldn't stand it. They hated him. He didn't play around. 
And he had that he had that ruach of of Yisrael. It's a certain ruach that we don't see that anymore. Such a such a ruach. I mean, by the political leaders I'm talking about. They have people haven't by the politicians. No, Hashem should should help us that it should not only be vatuchal, not only that not only that will it be anitzachin, but we should be zayches to see the nekam for all that's before our people. We should see the nekam. And it should be Bezer Shabbat, and maybe I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean.